I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is the Migs cast and my name is Steve Migs and I am here with the mighty Reverend Enfuego. Hello. And live via satellite, via the miracle of FaceTime technology, Glenn Cannon. Hello. Hello, good sir. What's happening, gentlemen? Oh, you know, we're just hanging out. Very, It's funny how appropriate this is like our last broadcast in these old studios before <laughs> everything falls apart and then we move to a new building. And, and Glenn, you cannot be here for the, the, the farewell episode. No, man. I love the faith you have, too, in the new building. Like, before everything falls apart. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> so what's going on with you, man? Why why are you not here with us? Well, basically, today, uh, Windowpane flies back east to Maryland to play uh, a big summer festival, as well as a bunch of smaller club shows and acoustic performances. So we will be gone for two weeks back on the East Coast. And, um, yeah, so I had every intention, of course. I mean, I think I was even texting you guys last night to make yeah. sure we were still in the old building. Um, <laughs> that but was, as that was a famous night, last word right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, as, as my night wore on, because um, we're basically shipping all of our merch and then we're shipping a lot of pedals and various equipment um, just to save money on the flights and then – Basically, we're, we're endorsed by Gibson, so we're picking up instruments when we get back uh, to the East Coast at their showroom in D.C., of course. My Gibson rep calls me first thing this morning, and she's like, I'm really sick. Is there anything we can do? And I'm like, um, <coughs> we're checked in. Flights are booked. Uh, we had to advance. Yeah, check this out, actually. I don't want to derail myself, but... Glenn is interrupting uh, himself uh, now. This is bad. Yeah, welcome to my ADD brain, man. Keep Squirrel! Cannon. But um, the, we went to check ourselves in last night, and uh-huh. it's, we, we, we rigged it so each of us would only have one carry-on bag to make things cool for the promoter that's flying us back there. Well, they wanted 40 bucks a carry-on. Yep. And um, I didn't know it was like that now. And then by the time I got yeah, to I thought it was twenty five, it, it was ninety eight dollars. So it's like eleven thirty, and I'm texting everyone in the band like, guys, uh, I got to call the promoter. Do not try and self check out. It's going to be you know four hundred bucks for each of us. And they're like, yeah, but we're not checking any bags. I'm like, right, this is for carry on. You know, so uh, I was shocked Jeez. by that. But wait, so you're, anyway, you're, wait, you're you're carrying a bag onto a plane, and they're charging you extra for that. That's correct. Forty bucks. What? I don't want to. God forbid they're actually an advertiser. Yeah, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Schmuckos <laughs> Airlines. That sounds insane. I, man, the, the airlines are just trying to make it more and more miserable for people to fly. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Steve. I mean, you're what are you six two, man? Six three. Two hundred and two okay, so pounds. As a tall person, I meat. always say that flying is like being loaded into an iron maiden. Like, I'm ready to tell the Spanish Inquisition whatever they want. 
Yes, I have sinned. It's totally cool. Let's go burn some witches. Whatever you guys want, just don't put me in that chair. <laughs> it's so bad. Dude, it's the worst. And it's like, you know, you, you pay for that extra leg room. And even that, like, you get that one numbskull that still wants to jack his chair all the way back as humanly possible. That's and it's like, me. Yeah, you're that. I hate I hate you. I hate Sergeant Hair Club. You I paid for my seat. I, I, I paid for my mine. Room. And I need room. I like to have my knees up, you know, not in my taint. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, this is the thing, man. I'm so tall that if I sit with, you know, the let's say the perfectly intended posture, like a seat is designed so that if you sit with perfect posture, that's how you're supposed to sit in a seat. Of course, no one sits like that. Everyone right. slouches and slides their butt down. Everyone does. But if I sit with perfect Perfect posture in coach. My kneecaps ram directly into the steel armrests of yep. the seat in front of me. It's like being interrogated. So, you know, I'm thinking uh, cocktails and I'll take like four 10 milligram melatonin and I'll just pass out and, and piss myself. You should wear knee pads. No one's going to think that's weird if you walk onto a plane wearing knee pads. Knee pads and depends, apparently. Well, honestly, man, for the aisle seats, they should issue them. Because, again, if you're a tall guy, you cram into that seat and you're like, oh, I'll just spread my legs so I'm not in terrible pain. That means one knee is out in the aisle. Yep. Mm -hmm. And invariably, you know, you doze off. And, you know, that lady comes through with that little cart full of goodies and wham, yeah. you know, and, and then as you wake up irking in pain, she's like, sir, would you like a Pepsi or some warm nuts? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I, I like want a, some morphine now. I think you just shattered my kneecap. Warm nuts. I need a bag of ice for my knee, man. Mm -hmm. That's great, dude. Well, best of luck on that trip, man. That's going to be Quite an experience, a homecoming for, for you guys to be able to go yeah, back. Yeah, man. It's where the, the big festival we're playing is literally like 15, 20 miles outside of the town where I grew up. So do you, so, have, do you have an itinerary for like, hey, I want to take my bandmates to this restaurant, to this place, to that. I want to see this gentleman's club. I don't know. Oh, there, there's a couple little spots, but they're, they're funny. Like, you know, there's a place called... Uh, it's called Curtis's Hot Dogs. It's in downtown Cumberland, and it's uh, the home of the Coney Island Sweat. And since uh, urban legends have been kind of a topic lately, what the Coney Island Sweat is, when the guy would make all the hot dogs, he'd line them up his arm. Yeah. And then when he'd run out of room, he'd tuck the last one in his armpit. I remember that. And that is an that. urban legend, but they call it the Coney Island Sweat. But, like, when I was a little kid and I'd get the flu, man, like my old man, he worked at Chessie. He worked on the railroad as an electrician for pretty much his whole life. And he would bail from the railroad and go by Curtis's and get me a couple sweat dogs and a chocolate milkshake and bring it home to me when I was laying there, you know, hallucinating and talking to dead relatives. <laughs> the, next, a, the next name of the Limp Biscuit you know? album. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like whatever. Yes. That, that, so that makes sense why whenever you're sick, you call me up and you're like, hey, man, after you get done doing your wrestling practice, can you come over and sweat on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just sort me out, yeah. man. It's, it's, so, it's, it's nature's You know, electric. just little little spots like that, dude. You know, Cumberland's, Cumberland's changed a lot since, since I was there, unfortunately. I mean, they're... Uh, just been a major influx of kind of spillover from Baltimore. And so the crime rate's really high. There is, I joke, I'm not kidding, there's a heroin epidemic. That's actually how I just uh -huh. lost my good friend Scott McIntyre. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a different town. And I've been gone for so long. I'm not saying it's bad, but, 
you know, to put it in perspective, when we were running around back there, we were all under police surveillance. And all we were doing was eating ass and smoking weed and playing rock and roll. And we were under police surveillance. I got to see the photos because a guy that was rooming with us, his uncle was a state trooper and was like, hey, fellas, you should get out of town. <laughs> we really did. The whole band packed up and moved out of town. <laughs> Time to go. Well, I'm glad to yeah. see nothing's changed that you're continuing to do acid and drink and do drugs and have a good time playing rock and yeah, roll music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not even under police surveillance, which is quite nice. You know, around here, they're like, that guy's kidding. Moving play. on up. Well, you know, so, I, uh, I, I, I came up with a game today for our mix cast, and unfortunately, you're not here, but I think we can still play the game. Ooh. Oh, I'm in. Do we have to stuff things in our mouth again and try and sing? Or That's actually when we're not doing the show. We just do that for fun. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Gotcha. How, how did things go with the Ramones lawsuit? I remember there was a lot of... <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. That was just a headache and a half. That wasn't even the Ramones. It was just our bosses. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. I make a bad joke. I mean, they're not going to let me in the, the new building. They're like, no, 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 no. no. We we're we're not even sure not we're funny. allowed in the new building yet either, so it's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Are going. All right, so, um, you know, oh, before we do anything, quick update. So uh-huh. uh, I want to give a quick shout out to the Scott and the crew over at Robert Lang Studios because big news, Bruiser Brody is going in to work on their debut record and we're going to record it at the iconic Robert Lang Studios, the place where the Foo Fighters recorded. Are you serious? Nirvana has recorded and so many other great Northwest bands. Our little group of myself, Glenn Cannon, Jeff Rouse, and JT Phillips. We're going to be going to Robert Lang Studios to record uh, at the end of August. How? We haven't even had a practice yet. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's there's so many bands out there that are just punching themselves in the face right now. You realize that, right? You know what? (laughs) With the right price, they can record there, too. (laughs) Good point. Good point. (laughs) So I want to give out this. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely it feels like a uh, ready fire aim situation, <laughs> but uh, I'm down. You know, yeah. Steve hit me up. He was like, "Dude, I'm gonna find us some studio time." I was like, "Okay," and then you know he pulled a Glenn on me. He turned around. He's like, "Dude, we're booked at Bob Lang's." I was like. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All I think right. so. We've heard like JT has the same kind of tone of panic in his message. Like, hey, we probably should get together a couple times and work these songs out before nah. we. And then we still haven't heard from Jeff. I think Jeff has completely been scared off, which is even funnier. <laughs> I think when, when push comes to shove. We have the songs. The songs are there. We just need to flesh them out a little bit. And I like the, the, the vibe of having our backs against the wall. We got two days to bang it out, and we're going to go in there, and we're going to make a record. Yeah, man. I think we'll be fine. We get together a few times. We're only talking about five songs. Deep uh, oh, no, we're doing their a, homework, you know, which Steve's already you know sent me <laughs> drum track concepts for the demos that I, I sent over. So it's, it's, it's already... You know, it's not like it's a total jellyfish. We have a spine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of like that. Remember the first X-Men movie where the one guy was kind of a the senator that became sort of a gelatinous mass? Yeah. I think we're, we're kind of like that. Um, I thought about changing the name from Bruiser Brody to gelatinous mass, but Steve was just like, dude, no. He's very adamant so, about keeping Bruiser yeah, Brody. Yeah, he's very adamant. So, uh, <laughs> well, we'll that'll, be all right, man. That'll be our we'll secret be alter ego when we do our secret shows after we get signed. Because, you know, that's yeah, just what that is. Gelatinous that, mass. Yeah, gelatinous <laughs> mass. So if you ever see that at the show box, that's our secret show before we play at the Quest or CenturyLink Field. There you go. I don't know why I keep playing right, the Quest right. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's awesome. I'm excited. I love the idea of not having 
everything, all the ducks in a row. Like, we kind of have the ducks in a row, but they're still not really in a row. So that's going to well, be fun. Man, I really think, because um, the songs are there, if everyone does a little bit of homework, we'll get together a couple times, and they'll just come right together. I yeah. mean, that was kind of how, you know, when we were talking about all this, I was like, dude, this is how I do Oh, oh, come on, Glenn. Glenn. Wow, Glenn. You leave, you leave the studio, and all of a sudden, you, you're, you're talking like a sailor. I'm sorry, man. That's coffee and cigarettes, which I am actually smoking one right now. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's something you can't do in the studio, so good on you. Uh, sorry, Rev. <laughs> sorry, buddy. I hate you. Anyway, um, the way we do things with the Blues Trio is I'll whip up a demo. I shoot that out to, uh, to Jeff and Wes. And then uh, we get together, and everyone's kind of thrown ears to it, knows their parts, and we just play them. And you'd be amazed how fast those songs come into focus. Yeah. So I really think, you know, even though it's sort of a, wow, you're kidding, we're tracking at the end of August. I don't even get back from Maryland to August 2nd. Um, you know, how are we going to pull that off? But, and I, and uh, I have I a think, pretty busy you know, August, so yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a real challenge for all of us. And and then we got the Lane Staley tribute show that you guys were a part of at the in the middle of August. But hey, I, yep. was, I gave you guys a two week window to be able to figure this stuff out. So you know what, oh, dude, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun, and I really think we'll get together, and the songs will come into focus, and we'll all go, "Wow, that really came together fast." And the whole point is to have fun. We'll go, yeah, exactly, man. We'll go crank them out. I don't think we're going to face plant any more than we normally do. <laughs> That's a good point on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know. So, again, huge so, props to uh, Robert Lang Studios for offering us some time. Uh, our buddy Scott. Scott is uh, the guy that works over at Kavi Gold Records. They've, they've got uh, December in Red and uh, Everybody Panic. They're going to be on the mix cast in the near future as well when uh, Hempfest is just around the corner. But uh, just good dude. And he was. I talked to him about it. He goes, I love the idea. He's like, so wait. So you guys are going to just try and bang it out in two days. You haven't gotten together yet. You kind of have a skeleton of songs. I'm like, yep. He's like, awesome. Let's do this. Yep. Oh, dude, if it's not a white knuckle express, everything in my life has been a white knuckle express lately. So why would I change such a wonderful most, beat? Most, most of the times, like the bands and like the tips and stuff are to be as prepared as possible yes. when you go into the studios. So you make sure and you don't waste any of that studio time and you can use all of it to the fullest. And you guys are just like, yeah, those are rules. We're just going to kick those to the curb and yep. do it our own way. We're going to be an unprepared mess. <laughs> Well, you know, yes, but no, you Name know, we've got, right there. we've got a centrally located rehearsal space, my room and Jeff's room. Yeah, you guys are neighbors. Um, oh, so yeah, on. we can get together and I think it'll just come together, man. I, actually, I, I'm more, more excited than I am going, oh, Steve booked a studio time. When, Steve? October? No, 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 no. Next week. <laughs> oh, <all right>. yeah. <laughs> the sooner, the better. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm with you, dude. I'm very excited. It's been, dude, how about this? This is a funny little story, y'all. I get a, a message on my old band Facebook page. It's and the message is from just a random guy. He says, "Is there any way for me to reach Steve Parker? Because that's what we used to call all the members of Peter Parker." All the okay, and yeah, I'm like, right? So I'm like, man, weird. Okay, I'm like, yeah, this is Steve. And then he came across a performance of ours when we were at the Sunset Tavern, and he's like. And I, I, I had to politely decline because just life is just too busy. But he was asking me, he's like, are you playing in a band right now? I'm like, well, I've got a side. I, I'm, I'm doing something where it's more of a side project for everyone else, but it's my focus. You know, I, I, yeah, I just don't have time to be. He's like, well, we were looking online, came across your band's show, and your drumming is exactly what we need. And I was like, 
if I wasn't so busy, I don't even know what your band sounds like. But the fact that you reached out to me, like I'd be, wow. this is why I'd be a terrible hot chick. Because any guy who would reach out to me, I would want to bang out of just out of sympathy. <laughs> uh, probably the best hot chick ever. I would be the best hot chick until I got the gonorrhea. Yeah. And, yeah. But I was like so, <laughs> dude. I was like so flattered. This guy went out of his way to track me down because of a live performance that we did, and he felt that he's like, hey, do you have any interest in playing with a bunch of old garage rockers that have families and kids? <laughs> yes, and, please. I was like, yeah. I am an old garage rocker, but I just don't have time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty damn flattering that a guy saw my performance on the drums and sought me out. Oh, yeah, man. That's beyond cool. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, it's been, how long has it been since Peter Parker's played? I mean, so oh, for a couple of years ago, we did. Yeah. Pass, yeah, man. You know, that's that's really cool, dude. That's 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 flattering as hell. That's yeah. awesome. Man. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, man, I hate saying no, but I was like. I mean, if you want to handle my uh, divorce settlement, I mean, yeah, yeah then, right. then sure, I'll join your band. But I, I, I can't add another thing to my plate without Sid. I don't even know if she would get upset, but she sure as hell would like roll her eyes at yeah, me. Yeah, she would get upset as much as she does at all of your antics. Yes. I think. Steven, <laughs> you need well, another did, band. Did Sid <laughs> find out about this the way Tawny found out about it? Because I think I told you, like, Tawny and I That's were hanging story. out with Michelle from Upwell. And I was just telling Michelle everything. She was like, God, you have so much going on. I'm like, yeah, now I got, you know, this thing with, with Steve and JT and Jeff and, and Tawny's eyes got big. Excuse me. <laughs> she's, she's like, uh, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, did I, did I not mention that? <laughs> and she hasn't divorced me, which is very exciting. You know, you know I, uh, I, I, I ran, I ran, uh, luckily I already told Sid about what we're doing. And, you know, and, and she appreciates that. I made it a point to find three other musicians that are so knee-deep in their own bands that they can't possibly do as much this as... This can't be yeah, anything yeah. other than a, a blip on their radar. <laughs> and, and that was intentional. Like I was like, I don't want it to ever get to the point where people are like, we need to practice five times a week or even five times ever. You know, it's... <laughs> Just when we can, we Jeez. do it, and it will never be an inconvenience to anyone. Uh, but I, I played the demos that you came up with uh, to Sid, and that's always a good test because she suffers no fools when it comes to music. I mean, not that her music taste is the be-all, end-all. It's everything subjective. But she's singing along to some of the songs after I played them. Wow. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is a, you know, and even I played a drum part that I originally came up with. And she goes, you should try something else there, which was a very nice way of her saying, that was terrible. <laughs> That's not working. Right. <laughs> Do you have any other ideas for that segment? <laughs> you suck as a drummer, babe, but I love you. <laughs> That's right. right, man. All right, why don't we do this game? It's a, it's a. I, I, I came across this in the news, and I always love these stories that come up in the, the Seattle Times or the PI. They always aggregate with uh, the Department of Licensing to come up with all the license plates that have the like the vanity plates that oh, have yeah. been. What are you doing over there? You're working uh, some ice into a cooler. Five knuckle shuffle. Who me? Yeah, yeah. it sounded like you were putting like a, a, a beer in a cooler. <laughs> No, uh, I think that was the sound of my screen door. I, I just got done bundling and packing socks because a brother needs socks. And, uh, good call, good and then call. I was going out my screen door to have another cigarette. Wait, you don't have it on, <laughs> so, on your rider that, to have a bunch of socks? That's what you heard. I got laundry going. I got boxes all. Brown I got to get into UPS. Socks I, only. Oh, good Lord, man. Yeah, my uh, my Gibson rep in D.C. called first thing this morning, and she, she's super sick. And no, uh, 
Wahoo. <laughs> Dude, when I got to interview uh, Trey Cool from Green Day one time when they were playing over at the uh, at the Key Arena, and, and that was just a cluster F of an interview. The guy is so ADD, and he's like, he tries so hard to be, like, he was just purposely trying to destroy things in the locker room, in the dressing room as we're doing the interview. Sure, why not? And at one point, I actually kind of, like, gave him the look like, when are you going to grow up? <laughs> like, like, this is ridiculous. Like, Steve becomes the parent. Right, wow. Why, why can't we just have a normal interview, Trey? Why do you have to throw oranges against the wall. <laughs> but did he look back at you as if to say, dude, I did this so I wouldn't have to grow up? You know what? <laughs> you know? You're 100% right. That's You're absolutely point. right. So I, but I was talking with him about like random things on his rider. And, and the one thing that the one serious moment he said was underwear and socks. Everywhere we go, whenever we, wherever we go, I ask for a couple pairs of underwear and a couple pairs of socks. That way I never have to do laundry and I always have fresh underwear and fresh socks. Good call. So that's what you got to do, Glenn. You got to work that into your rider. Fresh socks. Okay. I like that. Fresh yeah. socks always sounds good. All right. Let's do this game. So basically what I found is a bunch of vanity plates that were denied by the Department of Licensing uh, here in Washington. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth between you and the Rev to see who is a, a, a better determiner of whether or not these were denied or approved. Now, I did have a license plate that was uh, personalized myself. You had, what was it, Rev and Fuego? It was N and then Fuego. Yes. So that was the only one that could fit. And I still got license plates somewhere else, but not on any of my cars. So uh, <laughs> are you guys up for playing a little game? Yeah! Absolutely. All right, let's get our intro going. Right now, it's the rejected license plate game. Sounds terrible on this. Oh, I thought it was intentional. No. Oh. I'm sure normally it's awesome. Yeah. It usually has vocals too. Oh no. Uh, maybe if I give it to you. Yeah, I mean. Can, can you play it from this flash? If I, I give you this flash so. drive, let's see what happens. Right, good luck. This is a giant cluster F. Well, it is. <laughs> it is the last it's week of everything working here. Oh, you know, it's all. It's not just your fault. It's technology's fault as well. All right. All right. So it's called rejected. Rejected. All right. Let's it's see if this sounds better. Oh, look at that. Oh yeah, that's way better. There's vocals. Yes. All right. So you can, yeah, there we go. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to start with you, the Rev. You got to tell okay. me whether or not this license plate was rejected. And the fun part is if it was rejected, I have the reason why it was rejected. Ooh, okay. All right. Rev, do you think the license plate, perfect for you, F-A-R-T-H-E-D was rejected? <laughs> Fart head? <laughs> Uh, it has to be. I don't think you can do flatulence on, or else I would have totally had fart as my license plate. Yeah, Rev is correct. All right, Rev, you get one. Nice. All right, Glenn. All right, and the reason why it was rejected, according to the Seattle PI, fart head, whatever the requester originally intended for this plate, it seemingly could only be construed as juvenile at worst. Offensive? <laughs> Not unless you change a letter or two. <laughs> yeah. So, it's okay to buy an H3... And that's not juvenile? 
That's a good point. <laughs> just throwing that out there, man. <laughs> Hey, it's hey funny. man, I live in the city. How do you like the size of this 4x4? Dude, that's a killer truck, but bro. Dude, bro. I saw somebody actually has a license plate, and their license plate is Vlad V, and they drive an Impala. Vlad that, the okay, Impala. I'm into that. Cool. I'm into that. That's that is great. Actually pretty genius. All right, uh, Glenn, it's up to you now. All mm-hmm. right. Do you think the license plate A55MAN has been approved or rejected? A five five N A N M A N A A five man. I don't well, picture. The, no, I'm gonna say picture the fives and what what they could look like. Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that that slipped below their radar. Um, and no one realized that that said ass man. Um, I'm gonna say that was approved, Glenn. You are wrong. Oh, oh, Billy Gunn did not get his license plate. They, the, I love the blurb. It says Seinfeld fans will get where this comes from, and any driver that should and any driver should be able to have this plate, especially if he or she is a proctologist. <laughs> ass man. <laughs> yeah, I'm an ass man. All right. Um, oh man, this is a good one. Oh no. Um, Rev, do you believe that? D-R-T-Y-W-O-P was approved or rejected. Whoa! Wow! I I want to say that it would have been rejected, but I don't think that that antiquated, terrible slur is actually something in people's vernacular at this point. So I'm going to say it was allowed. Rev? Yeah? You are incorrect. Damn it! The Department of Licensing, according to the Seattle P.I., has a problem with ethnic slurs. Yeah, apparently they know that one. As an Italian man, I've got no problem with a license plate that <laughs> yeah. says Dirty Walk. I was just picturing the Italian guy could that came across a, his desk and he was like, really? Could it, could it be on a Ferrari, please? Yeah. Could it just be on a Ferrari? That would be awesome. <laughs> dirty Wop. Somebody actually tried to get away with I that one. I believe that. Here's another funny one, and it wasn't in Washington, but I came across it. It was a handicap license plate. And no joke, the, the plate said, T-I-M-M-A-Y. Timmy! Timmy! (laughs) South Park fan. My buddy, actually, uh, he had one of those custom-made license plates that had, uh, you know how you can get them for colleges, for like the UW ones where it has the W in front of it and then it it has the rest of the letters? Uh He actually got it to say Anchor. So if you look at it, A-N-K-E-R, it says Wanker. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's something that could probably not and get it noticed. Totally got through, and he still has the plates and stuff. And he had it on his little. I think he had like something like dorky, like a Miata or something like that. But it it worked perfectly. Went through the filters. Somebody even has a, a handicap plate, Prof X for Professor X. Nice, pretty funny. That's great. Yeah, my mother for a while had a PT Cruiser, which I think was broken down more than it ran. Yeah, but you know, mom's. British by, like, she moved here, I think, when she was eight or nine, right? So she doesn't have the accent anymore, but British, very British. And so lots of tea, right? My mom loves her tea. And she had that little PT Cruiser, and the license plate said teacup, which I always thought was great because then dad and his garage buddies would run errands in mom's PT Cruiser. And here's a bunch <laughs> of guys, you know, piling out of this, this PT Cruiser with the teacup 
plate and it's, you know, a bunch of gearheads. Like, I, I don't know, it just cracked me up. I'm like, hey, Dad. He's like, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, you got to get to that point where you're like, I just give up. Bro, I remember one time renting a car, and the only car they had for me to rent was a purple PT Cruiser with wood paneling. Wow. Yeah. That's like Pete Grandma right there. Bro, I've never been like... I've, I legit got disgusted looks by people on the road. Like yeah, I, I remember I look over yeah. and a chick's looking at me, and I'm like, oh, she's checking me out. What's up, girl? And she's just looking and nodding her head in disapproval. Now, like, you loser. Were they, were they, uh, were they uh, the, the windows tinted? No. Oh, man. You couldn't even hide. I had an old tenant when I was an uh, apartment manager. He had a PT Cruiser with flames on it. And his, I've seen that, and I just don't understand. Yeah. And here's like, the best part. He had a boyfriend... Who had a matching PT Cruiser, not with flames on it, but like the same color. Yeah. But I just thought it was so funny, like, just like, oh, come on. Come on. And they would always park next to each other in the parking lot. It oh, was yeah. The, it was the cutest thing Best ever. Best friends forever. See, man, when you had that PT Cruiser, you, you should have totally just gotten a hot pink, uh, the Jimmy's. Remember the old Jimmy's surf t-shirts? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you want some plaid golf shorts. Some Crocs, a hot pink Jimmy shirt, a yellow baseball hat with the bill curved upwards, and then like the pink framed Ray Bans, and you should have just rocked it tough, like yeah. Or get you like know, a yeah. get like a visor, like those visors that have hair already on it. Oh like yeah, the frosted tip hair. Yeah, and wear that and just be like check, like what's up, bitches. Totally, man. Oh yeah, my father in law. My father in law had one of those hats, and I thought legitimately that that was his hair because it was one of the first times I met him, and I was like, "Wow, what am I getting into?" And then he took it off, and I'm like, "All right, cool. Thank God." I remember being at a Seahawks game. Somebody had one of those on. It was a chick, and she had long hair, and I'm like, "That woman has the ugliest mullet <laughs> I have ever seen." And then she took the hat off, and then she had normal hair, and oh, I'm like, just oh, like okay. "Oh, thank God." I was like, "God, for such a beautiful woman, you have the ugliest hairstyle." <laughs> And why are you wearing a I, I wonder how you get Kentucky mud flap as a personalized plate. That would be great for her, man. <laughs> exactly. The old, what, it's the uh, uh, business in the front, party in the back, you know? <laughs> K-Y-M-D-F-L-P is about all you could do with that. And that's that's so much explanation on that point. Do you really want to get into that? Dude, I saw somebody on this. Uh, it was a plate that was approved, and it was like a giant... I think it might have been like a Hummer or it's like a, a gas mm-hmm. guzzler. And the license plate said L-O-L-M-P-G. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I respect that. I do, too. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, now we're up to Glenn. So currently Rev is up one nothing. I say uh, best of five. Uh, no, whoever gets to three. All right. And Glenn gets last licks. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, baby. <laughs> or if Sorry. we run out of questions, whoever has the most right after there you we go. run out it of might get to that plates. point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Glenn, I'm going to ask you this one. Do you believe that the license plate RUB, the number one OFF, was approved or denied by the Washington Department of Licensing? Well, so based on the fart one, uh, are you beating off? I'm going to assume... Uh, was rejected. Yeah. yeah. All right. The game is tied. Yeah. Rub one off. Not okay with the Department of Licensing. <laughs> Go figure. And I love Seattle PI. All they wrote is a caption. Really, people? <laughs> well, and, and then here's one of those questions. Um, we were all teenage boys at one point. Have you ever? Have you guys ever rubbed one out while driving? Yes. Oh, I did it as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> 
okay, well, so I'm not alone, though, man. Yeah, it's funny though. how many guys will be like, yeah, I did that. And I wonder how many women are horrified, like, you're telling me you were masturbating, driving down the freeway, doing 70, and it's like, oh, yeah, I was driving a stick shift, too. You yeah, know, like, yeah, me too. Uh, uh-huh. While eating a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a hot coffee in one hand, a cigarette in the other. I was driving a five-speed and, and throwing one loose. I was roughing up the, the, up the suspect. The only, I, I was checking my space at this time. The, I, I think I only did it, like, once or twice, maybe, but I, the one thing I did make sure was that make sure there are no truck drivers be, around because yeah. they have the the height on that, and I don't need any elevation on that. I don't need them to actually see anything. Yeah, and you want to stick to major roadways and stuff. I mean, if you inadvertently drove past, say, an elementary school, that could be really, really bad. It could be problematic, so, yeah. You, you, yeah. Know, you know why I pulled you over, sir? Oh, get out of the car. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> freeway, freeway rolling. That's the way I did it. Dude, yeah, I, I see that you've got some rope, a ski mask, and some Snickers bars on the seat there. I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the vehicle. <laughs> Mr. Carradine, please step out of your car. <laughs> uh, it took a dark turn. A it dark did. Turn. Sorry about that. I once I, I pulled off into the Target at in, in Linwood to finish. <laughs> pulled off? Yeah. I, I remember, I'll never forget, I was talking to some chick, and it was getting hot and heavy, and I'm like... Man, this is getting a little too much for me to even pay attention to what's in front of me. So I just parked as far away from the target. By my, and any time a car got near me, pure panic. Like I had to sweat. Yeah, that's risky, man. But it just shows, like a normal, like if I thought with my big head, my big head would say, "You are about a good ten minutes away from your house. You can get there. You can stall. You can do it." But no, if you wait ten minutes, you will not get prosecuted. Well, no, that's right. the problem, man. The erection hot, interrupts yeah. proper blood flow. It so it, you know the brain's not getting the normal amount of blood. So you're you're problem solving is way down because you're you're running on like you know the cheapest unleaded fuel available because most of the fuel is being redirected elsewhere it's a good point it's a good point um uh rev it's up to you now okay right, game is tied at one game apiece in the rejection game uh oddly enough this is a perfect one to go into do you think the license plate a x f i x c the number eight was approved or not approved by the Department oh, of Licensing. That was on Michael Hutchins' limo, wasn't it? <laughs> that's why I went with this one. Oh, I think it's allowed. I think that's uh, a little too vague. And, I mean, asphyxiate isn't going to be that bad. Well, Rev, you are wrong. God damn it. Now, why did they say that's a problem? The Department of Licensing rejected this request back in June of 2016 because it was, quote, a combination the department considers misleading or offensive. What? Like, just imagine though, like you're behind that car, you read the plate, and then when you pass it, the driver's got like a plastic bag over their head, (laughs) (laughs) or a belt around, or or the safety belt is around his neck. He's slamming on the brakes. I'm going to get by that guy before he passes out. This this is going nowhere good. I'm just trying to get the target. I'm just trying to get the target. (laughs) These rules suck. They are pretty funny. I think that one is safe. Come All right. on. All right, now up to Glenn. Again, <laughs> the game is tied now at Damn one it. game apiece. Glenn could take the lead. Glenn, do you believe? Let's see. Which one should I go with? I'm going to go with D-U. D-U. Do you think that was... Is there like a pigeon in the background? Or a, uh, is that your cat? The windows open and there are crows. Nice. <laughs> oh, you got some crow friends. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually, I'm in the outback, and a stingray just stung me right in the chest. My arms are a little numb. I don't know if this is going to end well. Ah, oh, crikey. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, well, Crocodile Hunter, do you believe D-U-D-U was approved or rejected by the Department of Washington state licensing stuff? Man, while I know this is not a safe bet, I don't know why. I'm going to roll the dice on saying that it was approved. Glenn, you made a poor decision. You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to let doo-doo. They didn't let farts, man. Or ass man. Or ass man. All right, Rev. Yeah, but for all you know, the, 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 you know, maybe it's a woman. She's a backup singer in, you know, in an R&B band. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think doo-wop is going to work either with that one. Yeah, they got mad about WAP already. We got to be careful what's going on. We are crossing the streams at that point. <laughs> Rev, do you believe the number six, the number six, the number six, and the number nine was approved or not approved by the oh, Department of Licensing. man. See, that's the hard one because I would think that there wouldn't be into Satan or the sexual position, but maybe just the four. See, but every time I think and I'm just sussing this out, I just remember, no, okay, they're, they're, they're no, they're not going to allow it because they're full of no fun people. Thank you. Thank you. Rev, they're just not going to. Two to one. They don't love Satan. They said the reason being the devil and a sexual position. Yeah. Oh, even the crow didn't approve of that one. <laughs> oh, I forgot to give the reason behind doo-doo and why it was not approved. Because it's doo-doo. Uh, the reason for rejecting this play was not specified in the denial letter, but we can make inferences. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on, guys. I got to step away. Brandon Lee's at the door. I got to go see what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> if wow. he's got a gun with blanks, do not play with it. Oh, he's upset. There's this weird little blonde chick on a skateboard with him. I don't know what's going so, on, dude. Already, <laughs> already we are uh, 36 minutes in, and we've talked about David Carradine, Michael Hutchins, and Brandon Lee. Yeah. Dead celebrities. The dead celebrity episode. (laughs) And that's a lesson to all women from Brandon Lee. Be careful. A blank isn't always a blank. (laughs) Not wrong. I'm giving Glenn another point just for that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We've got rules here. Yeah, my plate says shooting blanks, you know, and I'm a vasectomy doctor. It's Dr. Eric Hockey. <laughs> He's real. He is real. All right, uh, who are we at? Uh, we're on onto the onto the Glen. Onto, onto the, the Glen. Onto the Glen. All right, Glenn, do you believe? Hmm. Oh, let's go with uh, G A N J A. Do you believe G A N J A was approved or not approved by the Department of Licensing? Can I get the year? Uh, there is none. I would imagine it's happened within the last two or three years because these lists come out every couple of years. Okay. Because it's within the past couple of years and we do have weed delivery services in King County, I'm going to go ahead and say that was approved because I would imagine it being a personalized plate on a delivery vehicle for a weed store. Am I right or wrong? Glenn, you are wrong. Ah. Yeah, they're not going to let ganja on there. And here's the reason why. It says, hey, but it's legal now. But according to a letter from the Department of Licensing to the applicant, quote, while marijuana is no longer an illegal substance, it is against the law to operate a vehicle under the influence of said substance. The committee feels that the plate you requested is contrary to the department's mission to promote highway safety and therefore will not be issued. And the special license plate review committee voted five to one to reject the plate. 
Wow, they were way not into it, which surprises me. I mean, you, you look around the city. I keep wanting to photograph them, but I don't want to crash my car to do it, to send to my buddies, you know, like <laughs> that are spread across America. Um, some of these billboards, like there's a new one on 99 that, that just slayed me. It's for, I think it's a head shop or whatever. I forget the name of the place. Urban Legends. It was Urban Legends. Okay. And there's like a painting of what appears to be a teenage girl, her hair's dangling, and she's kind of floating away. <laughs> and, the, and the sign says something like, float away. <laughs> and I was like, dude, yeah. really? Yeah, it's on 99 northbound, like right if you take the West Yellow Bridge and then take that weird curly Q loop and get on uh, 99 northbound. It's one of those rotating ones that alternates between that and, and Miller Lite. And I think the Miller Lite guys are like, man, what are we going to do to make ours cooler? Like, you know, fall to the ground. But yeah, it's, it's got like a hovering teenage girl, and it's all multicolored and pretty. And I think it says something like, float away. That's and I awesome. saw that, and I was like, what incredible times we live in. Actually, at that moment, my internal dialogue went, isn't that amazing? <laughs> isn't that amazing? I heard somebody say that on the radio. I forget what show I was listening to, but someone went, isn't that amazing? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Do you think? Did I corrupt oh, yeah, that man's mind? It, man. They've, they've got you. Friggin' hacks. Um, we need to pull a Gene Simmons and trademark that phrase quick. Dude. Right? <laughs> uh, all right, so that was Glenn. So, Rev, you're up two to one. If you get this one right, you are the grand champion. Yes. Now, what do you win? Uh, a tamale from Augustine. Oh, cool. And you're missing out, Glenn. We have tamales here. The, the, the two of the amigos oh. and Adam are here. Yep, I oh, saved man. you a couple. Caesar came in, didn't he? Yep, Caesar's here. Augustine and Adam. Oh man, Say what's hi, up? Hi, Glenn. <sighs> Sorry, fellas. Actually, man, you know I'm packing a bag. I'm dealing with UPS stuff. The promoter texted while I was on a call, and I think we've got issues with our our check in. And yeah, and then actually, when I started the call, I was literally sewing the crotch back in my favorite pair of camouflage shorts. So I don't know if any of these qualify as good reasons to uh, not be there. But I'm sorry I missed you guys, and especially the tamales, man. Ah. I think you're, you're just keeping the uh, um, Toppy's legacy going. You hate Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't be further from the truth. You guys have the hottest women on the planet, ah, man. That's not fair. That's true. Yeah, that's right. And they're going back to shooting blanks. That's what that doesn't happen often. <laughs> Dude, my wife and I have a running debate about, you know, if we had the sexy Spanish maid, which one of us would have the affair first? You know? <laughs> wow, it sounds like you guys just go for it at the same time and you're uh, Dutch on that. Oh, Tawny'd kick me out. She'd be like, she's gorgeous, you're leaving. <laughs> Go back in an hour. Don't you have a tour to go to? Or your band? Anything else yeah. to do? Maybe your other yeah, band exactly. or one of your other bands or one of your other other bands can do something while I want to hang out with the maid. All right. Uh, so we're up to the Rev. Rev, if you get this one right, you are the grand champion. Exciting. Uh, Rev, do you believe that this license plate was approved or not approved by the Department of Licensing here in Washington State? BDG... B N Y. B D G B N Y. What is that? Bonding bony? Bonding B D. It's a tough one. Of course, I got to make you earn this B one. I know. Well, that's the thing, though. It's so obscure. I'm going to think that it's approved immediately. Yeah, right? I mean, that's the same. I'm that's thinking random. that. But then Glenn could be screwing with me, wanting me to say he that. He could be leading the witness. You know what? I'm going to say it's approved <laughs> because I can't figure it out. Rev. 
Glenn is still in the game. Damn it! You are incorrect. What the hell are they trying to say with What's that? What's it mean? It was rejected because, and I didn't know this either, it's a slang word that has slang meaning or definition. Department of Licensing Records show that the applicant said that his wife was a cop and Badge Bunny was her nickname. One DLL op- the, official oh, come on. asked to look up Nobody the name. Nobody would have put that together. Nobody. Badge Bunny? I mean, unless you're a cop, you've never heard that term. And, and how about this? So the DLL then did more research. So they look it up in Urban Dictionary, and it shows that, quote, a female who enjoys boinking and actively pursuing sexual relationships with cops. So another DOL official replied, no. Ah. Hey, I, I just want to throw huh. out there, and I think I texted it to you guys, that uh, our buddy Sean Morrison, uh, drummer from Windowpane, looked up uh, Poop Shiv on Urban Dictionary, Sigh. and it was, th- it was there. That's awesome. It was there. Oh, and by the way, because we've had a lot of requests for it, uh, people want to hear it again. At the end of this podcast, we'll just play the entire Poop Shiv song. I'll just tack it on at the end. That way people can listen to it whenever they want and not hear us talk over it or pause it or whatever it may be. Perfect. That way you can listen and enjoy it as much as possible. I got to figure out how to get it out there available for download because I've had multiple requests. Um, So, you know, I figure we'll... We'll put it out there for download until we get sued. I <laughs> or, you know, we could do parody. You're fine. Why don't we we, we we put out this podcast and then tomorrow, so on tomorrow's Wednesday mm-hmm. or maybe Thursday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Or maybe even today. I'll just put out it as its own podcast, quote unquote. So it'll be a mix cast, but it'll only be the song. Ooh. <laughs> you think that works? Yeah, sure. I mean. Hey, man. I, I'm in. I don't think it's uh, a Kobe parody Teeth, song. Uh, can afford a good attorney. So yeah, so long as Kobe Teeth doesn't sue us and have us uh, pull it off of our podcast page, we'll put it up. <laughs> or we'll, at some yeah. point this week, Poop Shiv will be available as its own thing on the Migscast, so you could download it. Amazing. Yeah, I think Toby Keith might lawyer up, but Kobe Teeth, I don't even know if he knows what a lawyer is. So wow. uh, yeah, no. we'll. Uh, I'm into it. Sure. Yeah, I don't think uh, Kobe Teeth knows that there's a W in the word lawyer. So no, 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 he doesn't. <laughs> All right, so who are we at? Oh, back to Glenn. Glenn back, back to Glenn. Glenn. Glenn, do you believe LSD was approved or not approved by the Department of Licensing? I got to say not approved. That's yeah. just... Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, give him an easy one. Thanks, Steve. Of course. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Rev gets, Rev gets the box from Hellraiser. Here, dude, open this. <laughs> Here I am getting salty about this I'm going to go in the next room while you open it, though, bro. I'll check in on you soon. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Rev, all right, mm-hmm. I'll give you a not-so-hard one. Oh, I'm sure. We'll see. <laughs> M-I-D-L-Y-P-H. You think that was approved or not approved by the Department of Licensing? M-I-D-L-Y-P-H. P-H. Mid... Oh, midlife? That's a fine. That's approved. Rev. It's probably on a red Corvette, too. It was on a Corvette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's the crisis right there. Rev's got three. Glenn, you have two. So it all boils down to this one. And I'm running out of oil. (laughs) You were running out. Uh, Which one should we go with? (laughs) Okay. S-O-F-A... K-I-N-G. Do you think that was approved or not approved by the Department of Licensing? Sing. Sing. Sofa? Sofa Ange? S-O-F-A K-I-N-G. Sofa King. Hey, Glenn, come on! What are you doing over there? Oh, so 
Hey, hey. Yeah, I, I, I'm a director. Independent films mostly, you understand. I sell mattresses, um, don't you know? I'm going to say yes, because what if the guy works for a furniture warehouse? Yeah, right. Well, Glenn, you are one giant loser. Yeah! Rev, you are the champion. Yeah! And I'm dodging a bullet because I ran out of questions. <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd think that as a guy that has to deal with the Washington State Liquor Control Board so frequently, I would have less faith in the state. But on many of these, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to let that slide. Yeah. Man. Yeah, dude. So how about oh, this? Wow. The, the applicant yeah, went... Hair, hair Goebbels over at the Department of Licensing just wasn't feeling it, man. <laughs> Dude, I love that the, the applicant wrote, quote, I'm always sleeping on the couch. My friends call me the king of the couch. And that's why he wanted to go with sofa. Mm-hmm. Pause, pause, pause. Mm-hmm. King. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Licensing said, nope, that is misleading or offensive. We are denying your claim. We find it offensive that people sleep on couches. It's yeah. true. It's Absolutely. true. You will sleep in a bed in Washington. <laughs> Man, it makes me feel like such a lame I don't have a vanity plate. Have you ever thought of wanting one? No. I always worry that if I do something stupid, that will like make it easier for people to realize it's me. Yeah, it will. Like Even now, like I have the Tacoma Donkey sticker on my Jeep, and a lot of times people spot me on the freeway yeah. because they see that, and they're just like, oh, Steve. Oh, I saw Steve picking his nose. Exactly. I was about to bring that up because I remember seeing a text. It's like, hey, yep. Steve, I knew it was you because of the donkey sticker, and you were digging for gold. I was. I Like any good American... Picks their nose while on the freeway. I do it. I do it, and I just wipe it on the seat. So, oh, I wipe it on my. Oh wife no, you asleep. gotta crack the window and flick, dude. But be careful not to hit anyone on a bicycle or motorcycle. That's just uncool. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bug. Gonna, that just yeah. They're, they're gonna think it's a bug at first, you know, and then they go to dig it off the goggles, and oh man, you know, <laughs> boogie time. Well, I think it's time for our voicemails, our emails, and text messages. But first, Rev. Yes. If you look at our flash drive, there's one titled Migs. Migs. Mountain. Migs. Ma- yes. It's from our friend Ziggy. He wrote oh. a new intro for the messages segment on the Yes. Mixcast. He says, all for you. I'm going to try and send a new one once a week until I get the rusting ideas out of my system. Oh, my goodness. One new bump and something that Glenn and some of the douches in the Facebook group have already listened to. Love you guys. Rock hard and ride free. So we have another thing to play after that. But let's uh, let's start the, the messages segment with a new Ziggy track. Messages game. Oh, my God. Nice. Glenn the Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> that is really good. That cowbell is amazing. Oh, sweet. Freaking oh. Ziggy, I love you. Right. All right love you, Ziggy. Let's uh, jump into the voicemails, 253-271-4787. If you guys think that Toby Stool or whatever the hell his name is <laughs> was funny, you guys need to check out Wheeler Walker Jr. And Rev, if they play it on, on the show, have fun editing. Ah. Later, ah. douches. I, I know I no man I I know uh, Matt from Van Epps I I played him poop shiv and he was like have you ever heard of this cat and it was that guy's name uh-huh. and it is a full on killer like these boys can play country band uh-huh. but man uh, the lyrics are hilarious and offensive you know the one song I heard was all about 
I, I won't even go into it. Thank Basically, you. just wild women, nudity, sex, drugs. And it was this, it was like listening to Frank Zappa or something. It was like, this band was amazing. These guys could really play, but it was country. And every lyric coming out of this guy's mouth was vulgarity and <laughs> hilarity. It was sick. It was awesome, man. There's, a, I, I know a band uh, uh, technically amazing, and the band is named Crotch Duster. And it was literally a, a, a producer who did a ton of metal band work. And then he realized that, well, he was basically just making fun of the metal genre, and they they put out a uh, one CD called "Big Fat Box of S," and <laughs> it's amazing. It was it's really amazing. If you can find it out there, I, I definitely suggest people picking it up because it's the same thing. Technically amazing. Totally filthy lyrics. All right, we'll have to try it. I, I didn't have a chance to track down that song after I heard it was so filthy. I'm like, man, we're going to be up against the clock. But maybe yeah. next week, if we have time, I'll try and find as clean of a version as we can <laughs> to uh, satiate our country music needs. <laughs> All right, let's check out another voicemail. Hey, y'all, this is Stankfinger. Yo, I just want, I just love your podcast. But first off, I wanted to tell you about this one star. So I was flying in my Cessna 172. I just gassed up at the Exxon there in Oregon. So I'm about 30,000 feet flying in my beautiful, my beautiful Trans Am Cessna 172. And I look over there to my left, and there he is. He is flying on a tiger enveloped in flame, and there's Kobe Keith. Or, no, not Toby. What, what's his name? Kobe Beef? Kobe Co- Beef. Profit Beef? Cody Co- 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 Keith. Whatever. I was, I was, I was just whacked out on, on Coors Light. But anyway, and emotions for me to roll down my window, and I do. And I'm flying there in my Cessna Trans Am 172. And he hands me, he hands me over my gas cap. That those that those godforsaken mother lovers over at the Exxon at at the at the Oregon airport had apparently stolen because you know you can't put gas in your airplane when you fuel it up in Oregon. And he hands me that, and he gives me a wink and a nod, and out out of his fanny pack he pulls out an American flag made out of made out of sparklers. And made out of old beer cans, and he just gives me a wink and a nod, and he sends off to the heavens. But uh, uh, with, oh, hold on, Freedom Jesus is calling me. I gotta take this call anyway. God bless all of you, and God bless the mixed cast. Glenn Cannon, so happy that you got a house. Cause that, that's what freedom's based off of having a house. I hope you destroy that tree. You destroy that tree with the powers of freedom and, and like a, and your second amendment. Anyway, God bless, fellas. That is one. That's the greatest phone call we've ever received, Rev. Excellent listener to this podcast. Can that guy call more often, please? Please do. I did not mean to open this huge can of worms. I am so glad you did. I second the Rev's notion. That is amazing. That guy is as observant as they come and hilarious. Oh, yeah, man. There was some references galore. Yeah. Um, and honestly, as he was talking, uh, and I, I will share this because it's funny. Um, <laughs> well, it's I, I think it's funny. You guys tell me. But my dad was a private pilot forever. He started out with a partnership with a guy in a Taylor craft, and then he went on and had a 172 and then a 182. So I grew up flying and stuff. Pretty cool stuff, man. I mean, yeah. my mom's a school teacher. My dad worked for Chessie, but... 
pops a wheeler and dealer and he's always run the engine shop and you know so he made that happen pretty cool stuff but ethanol is basically water so when you pull into a gas station you see on the pump ethanol right Mm -hmm. they're telling you more or less how much water has been added to your fuel it's terrible for your engine it it works great with these fuel injected cars but you run an old car like mine and you're dealing with a carburetor i gotta run premium and you hope for the best and you have to tune your carburetor so it'll run on that crap it's really bad i know it's saving the environment but you know exxon's gonna take it out before my hot rod does anyway now, my dad is not a wealthy guy. By the way, if you're with the FAA, this story is a complete fabrication. <laughs> um, I am telling this lie for the sake of entertainment purposes. This is a lie. And his dad's um, name is uh, Kobe Teeth. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is all a lie. This is total BS. This is a complete fabrication. <laughs> my father, man, regular airplane fuel is expensive. Expensive. So my dad always ran regular pump gas in his Cessna, um, and he would he would tune the engine as such that it did beautiful with that. Well, when they started introducing ethanol, that's a problem because all the mixtures change depending on your altitude, and now you've got water cut with your fuel, and you'll fall out of the sky and kill yourself. My dad couldn't stand it. He had a couple sources for pump gas where he could go get good pump gas over in West Virginia and whatnot. And then sooner or later, ethanol was everywhere. So my dad started distilling his own gasoline. He started going and buying the pump gas and then he had a process. He had a couple 55-gallon drums. What? Oh, yeah. This this is a total lie. I am making this up. Mm. None of this is true. Um, he had a couple 55 gallon drums and he developed a process where it would separate the water out and you could glean the water off the top of the fuel and you'd have beautifully burning clean fuel so he could afford to keep flying. None of this is true. But, uh, and my mother was super tickled at the fact that my father was distilling gasoline in the shop behind our house. None of this is true. This is all a lie. Um, so yeah, when he started talking about pump gas in his Cessna, I was like, bro, <laughs> Wow. Now in this make in this make believe world of where your your dad created this, did anyone smoke anywhere near these make believe tanks of gas? No, that that would be very bad. Uh, Most of uh, most of the environment in the engine shop behind there's like a huge building. It's almost the size of my house behind my parents' house, and that's my dad has a full machine shop in there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just that's what he's always done, dude. He always builds hot rods, and he's he's an engine builder now. He can't stand working on cars anymore. He's gotten older, and you know his body's failing him but so now as long as he can sit on a, a bench or a bar stool he can still work so he just builds really high performance engines out of that shop cool. um so anyway yeah the, the not exactly a cigarette friendly environment but uh, no. this is not a true story <laughs> but my dad was like what the hell am i gonna do so he started distilling his own gas and he just he came up with a process where it would separate the water and then you just pull the water off the top of the fuel i think it would get kind of a, a bit gelatinous but uh yeah he was doing that for a while unfortunately this is a few years back now, there was a huge fire at the Cumberland Airport, and it burned up seven or eight hangars, and one of them was my dad's. And my dad, being my dad, did not have his aircraft insured, so he lost it and has never flown again. Pretty big tragedy. Yeah, pretty big tragedy, man. I mean, to pinch those pennies, he was not carrying insurance on his airplane. And so uh, in the Cumberland Airport, there was a big to-do, and we're not liable because the fire started because this guy had shoddy wiring and his hangar and oh man it was just a, a big mess but yeah pop lost his plane that was wow. five five six seven years ago he was the other thing that was terrible man is parked in that hangar 
my uncle Pat, who passed away when he was 51. It was a real, real tragedy. It was real hard on my dad, but he had a 32 Chevy Roadster. It was just oh, beautiful. Oh, no. And uh, every time I would go back east, dad would hand me that car and me and Tawny, even if it was raining, we would just go bomb around on that 32 Chevy Roadster. It was the coolest thing in the world. That Roadster was parked in that hangar as well. And because it was stored, not insured. So my uncle Pat's hot rod and my dad's Cessna 182 burnt up to nothing. Oh. Nothing and gone, Damn. irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean to go on a tear there. And like I said, uh, regarding my father distilling his own aircraft fuel, completely a lie, only told for <laughs> entertainment purposes. That is not true. If you call me on it, I'll tell you. Hey, I was just trying to make people laugh. It's, it's to make obviously a obviously a, a complete <laughs> farce. That's that never happened. Hey, uh, we got a, 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 a what we call it uh, an email at themigscast at gmail It's from our actually he texted it to me and I emailed it to us. So there you it's go. Kind of a roundabout way, but our buddy Wyatt from Wyoming the Wreckage. Oh yeah, yeah. He said, "Man, I tried to make it through Flash Gordon completely s faced, and I still couldn't make it through. I need to find some harder drugs to embrace this journey." LOL. It's not that bad of a movie. You know, it's cheesy dude, and schlocky, but come on. Tony came home from work the other day, and I was watching it. I went out to Put Locker, of course you did. Um, which is an illegal movie site. Again, this is told for entertainment purposes. None of this is true. Right. But I went out Everybody's and out. pulled it down and mm-hmm. watched it just the other day and thought it was fantastic. The soundtrack ruled. Um, Princess Aura is still as hot as I remember her to be. Um Dale Arden actually was looking pretty good in some of those evening gowns. There's a couple of little slave girls. Actually, there's a Wyatt. At one point, Dale Arden and Princess Aura in little satin evening gowns get into a pillow fight in Ming's bedroom. I mean, come on, come on man. Wyatt. Come on, Wyatt. Maybe come you should on, lay off Wyatt. the booze, Wyatt. Come on, Wyatt. Watch it sober, Wyatt. <laughs> and bring in some dicks. Yeah, Wyatt. Because you didn't like That's it. That's it. Well, I... Uh, Wyatt, I'm going to have you and your wife over for dinner. We've been talking about that for a while, especially now that we own the house. want to have you and your lovely lady over. They came all the way down to Tacoma the other day. It was great to see Wyatt's wife out. She looked beautiful. She always does. Big hugs. Just awesome people. It was so great they made the trip down. Rob uh, from Wyatt Only in the Wreckage and his lady, uh, Misha, came down as well. Nice. Um, but uh, we will have you guys over for dinner, and after dinner, we'll watch Flash Gordon. Clockwork Orange style. <laughs> nice. You know, uh, speaking of which, we have a voicemail. I think it's towards the end. I think it's Justin and Hannah. Yeah. I believe that they watched Flash Gordon. Because I, I, I didn't hear the whole voicemail, but I heard Hannah at one point do the Flash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I believe this might be a review. If it's not, I'm apologizing. But let's just listen to that voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Justin and Hannah with another show update. Say hi, Hannah. Hey. <laughs> Window pane. Put on another killer show. You guys absolutely killed it again. We brought out a bunch of family and friends, and they all absolutely loved you guys. Thank you so much, Glenn, for giving Hannah a wonderful birthday shout out. It really means a lot to us, and it made our night. Nice. Thank you so much, Glenn. We got to see so many friends, you know, from Big Rig and his wife, oh, Jared, Rob. the photographer. We got to see Wyatt and Rob from the wreckage, Hawknado, Mama Hawknado. Yep. We got to talk to her for about a half an hour. Mama, from the bottom of our hearts, Hannah and I, we absolutely love you. We even got to see Revan and his lovely bride. Yeah. Love you guys. Shout out to Kristen. From window pane, he gives a ride home. Thank you so much, brother. <laughs> Hannah, what do you think about Flash Gordon? Flash, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best cheesy movie I make Hannah to sit there a couple times a year. <laughs> he did save it. Anyways, I've I've got so much more to say about the show. It was an amazing time. I've got some great stories. Uh-oh. Feel free to call me. Glenn's got my number. <laughs> I love you guys. Stay positive from Justin and Hannah. We love you all. The official power couple of the Minx Cup. Yeah. yeah! I think that's allowable. I think we can allow that. You know that. what? I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's completely that's fair. Rad. We'll have to I'm call him in a, it, in a, in a, on a future episode. We'll have to call him when we're not in like this weird limbo of technology. But yeah, I, it's funny. I thought it was a Flash Gordon review, and all I heard was that one part, <laughs> and that was the only part where they talked about Flash Gordon. But yeah, dude, I keep hearing great things. I had every intention of coming out to the show, and my wife and I lie down, watch the movie, passed out. We were watching Fate of the Furious. It took us three days to watch that movie. It was a good movie. We were just tired all weekend. Fall I believe asleep. everything you just said, except for the last bit about uh, the Fame of Furious. It being a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, good according to my standards. Dumb action film. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Next thing you know, we we fall asleep probably around like seven ish. Next, eyes open up. I'm like, oh, what time is it? It's three a.m. Wow. Yeah. A little bit past the old uh, we, we, we went, we hurried, we got dressed, we went to the Jazz Bones, and I, I was very disappointed to find out that Window Pane was not still playing at 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, actually, at 3 in the morning, you'd probably just missed us, because it took us a while to get out of there, man. Um, dude, it, it was a mob scene. I mean, uh, lots of people came out. It was really killer and fun. That was Hannah's birthday, actually. Oh, so birthday, they, Hannah. Justin and Hannah, of course, were right down front, dedicated a song to them. Mama Hawknado came out. We took pictures with her and hung. Um, you know, Hawknado himself was there. He and I chatted. He gave me the coolest thing, man. He gave me it's a quarter. I forget the, the name of the year on the quarter, but someone had really like literally fashioned that into a guitar pick and he told me this whole history behind where it came from. He gave me that as a gift and I was just blown away. I'm planning to drill a little hole through it and actually make it into a necklace, but that cool. was just so, you know, Hawk Nato is so cool. Mama Hawk Nato is so cool. And, and, yeah, Justin and Hannah aren't lying, man. Like, it was so many people came out. A lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Um, some friends I hadn't even seen in years uh, made it out to that show. And it wow. was just, a, it was a blast, man. We had a great time. And uh, in proper hazing fashion, it's been a tradition. Um, when uh, we were doing our last song at the very end of the very last song, uh, me, Tony and Sean, uh, had a bunch of silly string hidden and we just showered Chris with that. Of course he was a moving target. If nice. you get online. Oh, it deteriorated like into a wrestling match. He <laughs> tackled me and I was punching him. And then when I'd run out of silly string, I just whipped the cans at him. I got him right in the small of the back with one. And so the yeah, like show. It was, oh yeah. It was pandemonium. Like if you were there, the end of our set pandemonium. The, and we were still playing. So it's the, the big rock ending or we call it a BRE or just blah, you know, and we're basically just beating the hell out of each other showering each other with silly string tackling each other it, it was a blast it was just a really killer really fun night um we had such a good time at jazz bones um and man yes yeah, so many people came out it was really 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 a cool night and one hell of a show so thank you uh justin and hannah for being there and um yeah man it was cool i i did a big shout out to mama hack Hawk nato of course and then uh I did a big shout out to Hannah. I dedicated the uh, the window paint song the more I run to her. Oh, great song. It, it, great song. That was cool, man. Her and Justin were right down front, just huge smiles. It was really cool, man. It was a great, great time. Yeah, well, Tacoma brings it, man. It's a, it, I love yeah, the, the Tacoma scene as far as just like the, the quality of people. It's always a good time out there. 
yeah, it, it was great, man. Everyone was wonderful. Had a really fun time. Made some new friends. Um, drank way too much. I mean, it's it's all kind of a blur, but <laughs> just a great night. And definitely want to thank you know Flash and everyone down at Jazz Bones. And um, you know, it was a great bill too, Depending man. All the other bands. Tacoma. It was killer, man. <laughs> All right, well, um, let's check out another voicemail. I think we're- hey, everybody, it's the Megcast. So, oh, it's Ziggy. Anyway, no. Um, Hi, Ziggy. I just had a thought. So, you know how, like, Paul Stanley, when he does the intros to songs, how it'd be like, you know, Kentucky, I'm just listening. Kentucky, you know, I heard you're famous for having professionals in the medical industry. And then everyone's like, ah. And then he's like, it's Dr. Love. And I, I was thinking about what if they did, like, covers. Like, it'd be like, listen, I heard that we were in Massachusetts. And everyone's like, ah. He's like, listen, you know what I like oh, to pause. do? Glenn. Can you hear me? Can you hear me taking a Dude, we could hear the crows outside. Of course we can hear that. You're not even trying to splash it against the side of the toilet. You're not even hiding it. I was like, nah, this will be great content. Here you go, boys. A double flush production. I'm sorry, man. It was too... Uh, Ziggy, I'm sorry, brother. I didn't mean to interrupt your message. You did. I just thought, man, I've been holding this for 10 minutes. Wait a minute. This could be an opportunity. I just love I'm like, is it Glenn or is it Ziggy? I, I couldn't tell who was peeing. Listen. Well, I wasn't sure if you could hear me, and then I heard Steve go, press pause, press pause. <laughs> yes, we can hear you, Glenn. It was it was crystal clear. Crystal clear. What do you what uh, what have you been eating lately, buddy? What's it smell like? Uh actually, man, I've been pounding a lot of water and coffee. All right then. So, so it uh, it came out sort of nice and clear. Yeah, um, clear there. In inspecting my uh, urine, uh, I would believe that my kidneys are functioning normally. There's no blood today, which is good. <laughs> and um, yeah, nice and clear. So apparently, I'm properly hydrated. He sounded surprised there. You know, this is also a test for us, like a little bit of a beta test to see how uh, this this setup will work for when uh, Glenn hits the road, and because that's going to be happening in the near future, where Window Paint's going to go on tour. Yeah. And I can only imagine. Things are going to get very weird on the mix cast when Glenn is going to be broadcasting from insert city here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll just broadcast from a bathroom. <laughs> or, or just like, you know, be next to Kristen as he's passed out in the, in the van. I don't know. You know whatever. Yeah, yeah. See how long it takes yeah. until he wakes up. <laughs> well, I'll just tell him his mom's on the phone or something and then give him the earbuds. There you oh. go. Like, Mom, what's up? Crash can. <laughs> just, just see how that unfolds. <laughs> Should we continue this voicemail? Uh, yeah. Are you done peeing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all good. I'm already. St- I've stepped outside for a post urine cigarette. Oh. Um, doing just fine, man. All right. Continuing. I like to get on my boat. And everyone's like, ah. And then he's like, what I'm on my boat? You know what I like to do? And everyone's like, what? And he's like, you know what I like to do? And he's like, what? And he's like, I like to go sailing. And then he plays like Sailing by Christopher Cross. And it would be beautiful because that song is so smooth. But anyway, what do you guys think would be the ultimate song that Paul Stanley would intro with the most ridiculous preamble? Bye! Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot's uh, 
I like big butts. Oh, I no, baby got like back. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, this baby girl. Got back. How many of y'all out there got butts? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at each other confused like, yeah, what? Think, and think one guy butts. raises his hand like, yeah, I was born weird. You know? <laughs> like, Listen, my anaconda doesn't want none. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think about it. I'm like, hmm, Paul Stanley would probably be like, listen, I got knocked down, but then I got up. <laughs> I drank a whiskey drink. I drank a vodka drink. And then this happened. I get knocked down. Wow. Now listen. <laughs> listen. Danny boy. You're a monster. I love this song. It is catchy. It is. She drinks a whiskey whiskey drink. Did she just sing, did she sing Pissing the Night Away? Perfect for what you just did. Yeah. I think she did. Yeah. But it's more along the lines of just wasting the night away. You know, it's a slang in England or Ireland. Honestly, anyone who listens to the Migs cast is pissing their day away. (laughs) (laughs) Caesar's like, yep. Alright, we don't have to listen to the whole song. Oh, we're getting pretty close to the ending. Um let's do one more voicemail. <laughs> one more voicemail. I lost it. There it is. Mitch Cast! So little crossing the streams, I got a vet, but I also Uh-oh. got a story <laughs> people with nicknames. So once upon a time I'm standing in Safeway and I'm watching this dude just stand there looking at the check stand going Hmm, which check stand should I go into? The problem with that was, not only was he not moving, but he had cut in front of the entire line. Oh. So I'm looking at the back of his head. <laughs> I go, yo, dude. Hey, dude. Hey. The line's behind you. Hello? And then he, I noticed he was holding the flowers on a card, probably for his mom. Seemed like a decent guy. Kind of a douche bro type, but kind of decent. And uh, so I just, my buddy looks at me, he goes, don't do it, don't do it. I go, yo, flower boy. And he snapped his head around and go, line's back here. <laughs> Thanks. Have a nice day, guys. And that was it. <laughs> flower, flower boy? <laughs> he called the guy flower boy. Flower boy. He was well, holding, holding flowers. flowers. Oh, I was trying to do the math on that. I'm like, well, how did we arrive at Flower Boy? <laughs> the part where he said he was having he had flowers in his hand, Flower Boy. Yeah. yeah hey, Amodium AD guy. <laughs> my favorite one <laughs> is from. My favorite one's from. I don't from have pul- time, please. I don't have time. My favorite please one's from. Take these right away. <laughs> from Pulp Fiction when uh, uh, Sam Jackson goes into the place. He goes, "Yo, fuck a seagulls." Oh, jeez. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> the you hair. fuck seagulls. You know why we're here? <laughs> no, I think we got time for one more. Let's one more. One more one voicemail. More. All right. And then we're out. All right. Whoops, that one. Oh, that's not. Is that a voicemail? That might be a voicemail. I want you to go fast, bitch. Oh, wait, it's the next one. No, okay. That, that's a drop from. <laughs> that's foreshadowing of what this voicemail is about. Oh. Oh, my God. You know what bothers me? We're here in the mall in your wheelchair, and people are walking. And they're goddamn slow. Get the f*** out of my way. I want you to go fast, bitch. <laughs> I'm just joking. Making fun of that 
chick that complained about people walking on the phone. You walk around them. God damn. Okay. Bye. I like that now we're having vent calls about vent calls. I'm going to go dude. fast, bitch. I'm going to go fast, bitch. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Glenn, uh, hey, man, best of luck to you over on the East Coast. Uh, for those that live on the East Coast, where can they see you perform? Um, we're doing a, uh, in Cumberland proper, we're doing kind of a warm-up show, hang out, meet the band, acoustic thing at a club called Uncle Jack's, and that's Thursday night um, at 9 o'clock, and that's free. And then there'll be tickets available for um, the, it's the Oligon Shrine Club Fairgrounds. Um, just outside of Cumberland is where the big band blitz is. And that's on the 22nd, uh, Saturday, the 22nd. Then we're going to have some surprise gigs after that, but we're not going to announce them until after the 22nd. Cause we really want to get everyone out to that big show on the 22nd. I think it's going to be just an absolute blast, man. A bunch of, uh, local artists, uh, a touring guy. That's a kind of a looper guy where he creates loops right there on stage and performs. Oh, he's on cool. tour. Joseph Arthur be- does that. And so does Ed What's, Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, actually, he does do that in his live shows. As much really? as you want to goof on Ed Sheeran, if you ever see him live, he does all that looper-type stuff, and it's phenomenal. Huh. Yeah, so, and then that, yeah. I think that guy has a film crew following him for some kind of a documentary they're doing. So huh. it, it, it ought to be really cool, man. A, a lot of really great artists and just a really cool show. We're, we're really stoked to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, my man Andy Titchnell and his wife Marley and Noble Caterings, their company, they're the ones that uh, are flying us back and hooking us up. So really, really, really cool. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, – you know, we'll get into D.C. and be able to pick up guitars. That was a bit of a white-knuckle phone call this morning. Um, but, you know, yeah, we're here. We don't have any instruments. <laughs> uh, oh, window pane acapella. Yes. Yeah, so we'll get it figured out. But, yeah, man, that's that's the story, brothers. Awesome, dude. Well, best of luck to you. And, and once again, a uh, real quick shout-out. I want to give as much love as possible because we're going to get to record over at Robert Lang Studios. Yeah, and that right. It's exciting. Myself, Glenn Cannon, JT Phillips, and Jeff Rouse. Bruiser Brody going to work on their first record without even ever practicing. It's going to be amazing. And that's going to be over at Robert Lang Studios. So be on the lookout for that and sometime in the near future, which is it's super, super exciting. You know, and, and, that's as, amazing. I think as the weeks go on, maybe we keep giving people, because I, I saw someone on Facebook really geek out, which I thought was awesome, about the, the little sample that we played from the, the, de- the demo that Glenn and I put together. Of that one song. Wow. So that's I, so cool. I think it'd be fun to keep like throwing like little, like giving people a taste of that version so that way when they hear the finished version, it's going to be a fun process of just like, like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. What? Uh, I, I got, oh no, I don't, I can't play it off of my computer. No. Next week. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll yeah, man. Dude, I'm, I saw that comment too. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll update as we go, man. We'll yep. shoot little live vids of us rehearsing and putting these songs together and, and just keep keep all our listeners involved. I mean, what a cool thing, right? So, no, and that's, yeah. That's the whole fun of it is this journey of making this band and really the the, the ultimate goal for us will be to play at MIGS Fest, opening it up on October 14th, which just save the date, more information about that, but the, the lineup is sick. It's going to be a great time. It so is. let's get out of here. Uh, Glenn, thank you. 
Ah, uh, thanks for toler- tolerating my remote login, fellas. I really appreciate it. It bought me a lot of time. <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't drop a log. You just peed on Thank this podcast. Thank God. Jeez, man. Next week. Uh, I, wanted take to a share. I wanted to share. It was too funny not to, man. Like, literally, I was like, should I hold it? Don't, ah! don't do it in the Winnebago, man. Don't do it in the Winnebago. It was the highlight of the podcast. Augustine. Caesar, Adam, thank you guys. Any parting words? Nope. Pumpkin butt. God ah! damn it. Oh. I shouldn't have turned on that microphone. Love you guys. Sorry I missed you, fellas. <laughs> That's all right. That means more tamales for us. Yep. Yes, it does. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. As always, you can email us, themigscast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or a text, 253-271-4787. Best of luck to Glenn on his travels. Rev will be back next week, I think. If we have a studio, if we don't, that means things are just in limbo. (laughs) But as always, please stay positive because sure as hell we need to with this studio move. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.